Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 135 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing all about plantar fasciitis, why you don't need to stretch your calves if you have foot pain, why icing isn't as helpful as you might think, and some simple fixes that you can do instead. Plantar fasciitis is a bummer, and honestly, if you have foot pain of any sort, whether it is diagnosed as plantar fasciitis, whether you have heel pain, whether you have Achilles tendonitis pain, whether you just have tight calves, if you have feet, today's episode is for you. So let's dive right into it. So I experienced plantar fasciitis in college, and if you are sort of picking up on a recurring theme, all of the best injuries happened to me in college, Hmm. which is also kind of ironic because I was surrounded by and studying exercise biology at the time. But that is a perfect reason of why book smarts don't necessarily help you. So for me, plantar fasciitis flared up after my summer abroad in the Czech Republic. I was studying exercise and wellness in the Czech Republic and doing a ton of walking every single day over cobblestone streets, which is not my usual terrain. And that's actually one of the things that can cause plantar fasciitis is an increase in mileage or changing the surface that you're running or walking on. So by the time I came home, I had knee pain, back pain, foot pain, a full brain, but a lot of pain. And it finally got bad enough that I reached out to one of the athletic trainers I was working with who fitted me and created some custom orthotics for me. And they helped with the pain. But it's not the be-all, end-all. And so I'll talk more about that, but I just want you to know that I've been there, I've experienced it, and I also know that wherever you're at in your plantar fasciitis journey right now is not permanent. It's absolutely not permanent, and there's definitely things you can do to kick it to the curb. But before we get into the fixes, let's really understand what plantar fasciitis is starting with what the plantar fascia is. So the plantar fascia is the name for the thick band of connective tissue on the bottom of your foot. And when it's inflamed, and really any tissue in your body when it's inflamed, it's called an itis. So plantar fasciitis is the inflammation of the fascia on the plantar surface of your foot. And it's one of the most common causes for heel pain because that's right where your plantar fascia connects. It anchors onto your heel, which is the same place where another famous tissue goes up the back of your leg and into your calf. So your Achilles tendon, which is the tendon tendon of your calf muscle, your gastrocnemius, it connects to your heel bone, which then becomes your plantar fascia. So they're all continuous. You can think of it as one continuous kind of fabric or sheet as opposed to two distinctly separate tissues because in your body, unless there's a scalpel there, it all runs together. So this is why you're told to stretch when you have plantar fasciitis. So it makes sense in theory, but the real issue isn't that the plantar fascia is tight. 
the real questions to start asking is why is it getting tight and why is it painful? So to understand that, we got to go a few steps deeper. We're getting super nerdy on this episode, but stay with me. So plantar fascia is deep fascia, which is a dense, strappy, really fibrous type of fascia in your body. It's sort of like packing tape. And it has these visible kind of lines of collagen fibers that give it some of its strength. It's super strong and it's actually resistant to a ton of stretch. So it doesn't have as much elastin as some other fascias do, which gives it that packing tape structure and makes it super, super strong. And that's its job is to be strong and supportive. So if you have a tissue that's supposed to be strong and supportive, why are we stretching it? right? Now, when you think of it that way, it doesn't really make much sense. We don't want the plantar fascia to be super stiff. So you do want it to have some elasticity because when you're walking, the plantar fascia has to stretch about nine to 12% of its resting length. So with you just sitting here or just standing, that would be, you know, 0% or resting length. And when you walk, it has to stretch up to an additional 12%, which allows it to function like a spring that helps you get that spring in your step. That stretch then stores energy that helps you to push off with your foot without having to use muscular energy with every single step. So it really truly creates that spring in your step and it helps walking to be a little bit more of a passive activity, not that it's passive at all, but you know, the plantar fascia from an evolutionary standpoint, it's super genius to just help continue to move you forward without expending too much energy. So then what causes it to be inflamed? This is where research is newer and our understanding of it is a little bit different. So the biggest thing is that the plantar fascia is getting overloaded. There's too much work being asked of this specific tissue, and it's not able to repair itself fast enough. So it's sort of like if you're trying to build up a dam and the river just keeps coming and it keeps washing away what you're doing. And no matter how fast you build it up, you just can't keep up with how quickly the river's washing it away. So the same thing happens here in the plantar fascia. It is being asked to do more work or carry more load or weight than it was necessarily designed for. That doesn't mean that, oh, you need to lose weight and that's the fix. It just means that there's some other muscle or tissue in your body that's not doing its job. And because that other tissue isn't doing its job, the plantar fascia has to do more than it's ready for more than it's capable of. And not only is it being asked to do more, but it can't repair fast enough. So part of why it hurts so much in the morning is because when you're sleeping, it's in a passive position, it's just hanging out there. And all of that inflammation that's kind of stewing and sitting there stiffens it up. So that's also one of the telltale signs of plantar fasciitis is you step out of bed in the morning and there's a sharp stabbing pain on the bottom of your foot closer to your heel. 
So if you're like, okay, I have all of those things, um, what do I do now? Well, before we get there, let's talk about some of the causes because part of the fix is going all the way back to the source and changing those behaviors and those things to really resolve plantar fascia in a holistic way. So not just making the bottom of your foot stop hurting, although that's primary goal for sure, but making sure that it never happens again. Today's episode is brought to you by the Bodywork Starter Guide. When it comes to self-massage, you might be wondering if what you're doing is actually helping, or maybe you're wondering what you should be doing in the first place. Because massage is one of the best ways to erase tension, and it's super effective when you get into a regular routine. But you might be wondering, where the heck should you start? And why does it hurt so much to roll out your hips and hamstrings? Well, my Bodywork Starter Guide has you covered. You'll learn my favorite places to roll right now for quick relief, plus three reasons why stretching is only a temporary fix. And whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, bodywork can help. You can get the bodywork starter guide and get rolling right now by heading on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork. All right, let's get back to the show. So some of the causes of plantar fasciitis are what I call foot coffins, specifically that our shoes are really super stiff. So remember, we want the plantar fascia to be able to stretch up to 12% of its resting length. So if you are always stuck in a shoe that locks your foot into a specific shape, or especially shoes that have really stiff soles, that's going to limit how much your plantar fascia is able to move while you're walking around. And if you're not using it, you're losing it. And so the foot gets really stiff. The overly stabilizing shoes not only make your foot stiff, but also make your foot really, really weak, which I know is counter to what any podiatrist is going to tell you. But your foot and your biology is so smart, and it is a lot smarter than shoes that have been designed in the last couple decades. So another common cause of plantar fasciitis, and definitely something that's not helping if you have any sort of foot pain or super tight calves, are flip-flops or slippers, as they call them in Hawaii. I learned when I was teaching a course there, I kept saying, you know, flip-flops. And they kind of looked at me like, what are you talking about? And then finally, someone was like, oh, slippers. And I was like, yes, slippers, yes. So flip-flops create excessive tension in your feet because even though you're not thinking about it, your toes and foot have to grip to keep the flip-flop on your foot. And if you don't believe me, the next time you have flip-flops on, I want you to focus on relaxing your feet and you are going to lose your flip-flop. It's just going to fly off your foot. So the toes and the plantar fascia, all of the tissues on the bottom of your foot are gripping to keep that flip-flop or shoe on. This is also true for any type of slides or clogs. Same thing's happening. Your toes are so busy holding on to the shoe that they're not able to you know, relax enough to allow that plantar fascia to get it stretched and have the normal mechanics of your foot happen. So not only the types of shoes that you're wearing, also the surfaces that you're walking on, um, or if you're increasing mileage too quickly for runners, that's a super common cause. If you just up your training way too fast, you don't give your feet and ankles and really all the tissues in your body a chance to gradually get stronger. So we are so good at, you know, shifting our mindset and really pushing through the pain. But sometimes it comes down to the fact that your tissues are just 
legitimately not strong enough. And this oftentimes happens in the foot. So if you are out running or you're out walking and you start to feel pain in the bottoms of your feet, respect that, pay attention to it. So if you've been following me on Instagram, you may have noticed that I started running a couple weeks ago and I run once a week and I started out super, super slow because what I was finding, because this was a totally new kind of move for me, you know, I'm used to doing body weight stuff and some explosive movements in the garage, but not running over distance for a period of time. So my feet weren't quite ready. They weren't strong enough. And so I would run intervals, one minute run, one minute walk until I started to feel my feet hurt, which was in, to me a sign that plantar fascia and the feet had had enough. And then I said, cool, let me just walk home and call it a day. So I kept up with that until I got to a point where I could run consistently and run longer distances. And by longer, just so you know, we're talking like one mile here, but I gradually increased my time to ensure that I didn't get injured. And it worked because that's the thing. You have to gradually train your feet and really anything in your body to be able to withstand that amount of work. You can't outthink it. You have to actually load the tissue. You have to ask it to do the work enough times for it to get stronger with enough time in between to repair. That's how it gets stronger. So in the case of plantar fasciitis, it's too much, too fast, without enough time to repair. And that's why we get the inflammation. And that's why we get the itis. And that's why we have the pain. So most podiatrists are going to tell you to rest, elevate, and get really super supportive shoes. And while that is true, that it's going to help with the pain in the short term, this will not strengthen your feet at all. Your feet aren't going to get stronger in those foot coffins. They're just going to get stiffer and less elastic, right? So arch supports, really stabilizing shoes, they're good for the short term to get you out of pain right in that moment, but you still need to work on building strength and elasticity in your feet. So first step is to address the inflammation, which might mean you have to use your orthotics as needed for pain. I'm not anti-orthotics. I'm anti-orthotics every day for the rest of your life because you had them one time, right? Your body is way smarter than we give it credit. And so use the orthotics to be out of pain and then get back to moving and using your feet. So another thing I love to do is body work, specifically self-massage for the bottoms of my feet. So roll a soft tennis ball, or if you have a, a rad roller or tune-up fitness balls. Uh, I know lacrosse balls are super common, but you have a lot of delicate structures in the bottoms of the feet. Um, and lacrosse balls are typically too hard. So maybe put an asterisk on that, but softer is going to be best. Stretching wise, I want you to focus on the whole foot not just your calves. So work on your toes, work on the bottoms of your feet, work on the tops of your feet. We want the entire foot to be mobile and strong, not just your calves. And in addition to being mobile and strong, you want to improve the coordination of your entire foot. So things like toe isolations and trying to move, you know, just your big toe one at a time, which is way super hard. That's great for helping to build that strength and coordination of your foot. Also, strengthening ankles, lower leg, thigh, and hip. Basically, anything above the foot is also going to help strengthen that plantar fascia in a gradual way and help to recover from the pain. Barefoot walking is another one. 
but you might find that you're not able to do barefoot walking right now. So just put a pin in it and come back to it once your plantar fasciitis symptoms have kind of calmed down. Maybe you do it for a minute. Maybe you do it for two. Eventually, you'll get to a point where you can walk barefoot for the day. And I'm not saying go outside barefoot. I don't do that in Los Angeles. But I've gradually progressed to more barefoot style shoes that give my foot more of that natural movement. And even that took a while to build up towards. I didn't just do it right out of the gate because it made my feet very, very tired. So think for everything in your body, gradual consistency is going to be the best, not just all or nothing, right? We've talked about this before. And in addition to maybe calf stretching, not so much a fan, but calf raises are going to be really good because again, that's going to strengthen your foot as you're moving through the range of motion. So the ankle, the foot, the plantar fascia, all of it gets strengthened while working on that elasticity. But for all of these things, make sure that they are pain-free. If at any time you feel your symptoms coming back, like I started to feel my feet when I was running, you've pushed too far. You're done for the day. You can put a stop to it and come back to it a day or two later. Also, if you feel symptoms coming back, try to give at least 24 hours in between sessions so that your body has ample time to repair and recover. And the biggest thing I want you to remember is that your plantar fascia is being overworked. That's why this inflammation is happening. So just stopping doesn't fix the underlying problem. Just taking a break from running or taking a break from working out because you have plantar fasciitis doesn't mean that when you get back, it's just magically going to be gone. You have to retrain the foot, the ankle, the knee, the hip to better work together in a coordinated fashion to support the entire foot. And when it comes to plantar fasciitis, it's often not limited just to your feet or just to your calves. And a full body mobility program is really important, especially when you can do that consistently. And the best way to get consistent with it is for it to be super duper simple and strategic. And good news, that's exactly what my Mobility Mastery Toolkit is. You'll get four weeks of my favorite mobility exercises that are going to help you build strength and flexibility for your hips, your shoulders, your feet, your lower back, and more. And for just $27 one time, you get a full month of body maintenance and a workday stretch guide that has easy stretches to break up your workday and help your body feel awesome. You can learn more right now by heading on over to mobilitytoolkit.co. So what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? Are you going to stop rolling your feet? Are you going to stop stretching your calves? Or maybe you just have more questions, which is absolutely fine. So I want to know, take a screenshot of where you're listening to this episode, tag me on Instagram. I'm at Hala Famala, or you can leave a voicemail on the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. And if you're like, I have a question and I just want to email you, of course you can do that too. Hello at AEY. And before I go, don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and all things podcast related live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And you know the drill, subscribe to the show if you have yet to do that. Make sure you leave a review. Even just a few words really helps the uh, AI and the robot overlords uh, to know that you're enjoying and learning from this show. And then spread the word, right? Share today's episode with somebody who has foot pain or talks about it. Maybe it's a family member, a friend, your training partner, 
whatever. I appreciate you taking the time to not only listen today, uh, but also to subscribe, to review, and to share. You are the best, and I literally, truthfully, like not even lying, I could not do this without you. So thank you for being a part of this. And here's to asking better questions, moving more, stretching our calves less, and getting nerdy. Thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.